If you are an athlete and you've been paying attention to the news for the past few weeks, you know that the Supreme Court just made a huge historic decision in athletes' favors against the NCAA, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about that Supreme Court decision, NIL deals, and the future of athletes being able to take financial hold of their careers, of their image and likeness moving forward. I'm Winton Yates with Max Haas. We're going to talk about NCAA. We're going to talk about the uh, the Supreme Court today. It should be a lot of fun because it's historic. It's great. Max, we're talking about the the, uh, the Supreme Court and their most recent decision, unanimous decision against the NCAA. Can you give us a little bit of background on that decision and why it's such a big deal? Yeah, absolutely. So there's the Supreme Court decision, and there's also this bigger issue of the name, image, and likeness rights of college athletes, or NIL. And the NCAA has had its own sort of saga of how they're going to deal with the NIL rules that's been going on more or less in parallel to the Supreme Court case that just came out a couple weeks ago. So first, let me just kind of give you the backdrop here. Now, on the name, image, and likeness side of things, over the past few years, the NCAA has been talking about the fact that they're going to step away from their longstanding position of not allowing college athletes to profit from their own name, image, and likeness. So up until very, very recently, there was a a rule across all of NCAA, whether D1, D2, D3, doesn't matter. Every school, every athlete who competes in every sport at that school, not permitted to make money from their own name, image, and likeness. Longstanding rule. Now, at some point, the NCAA said, okay, in January 2021, our Board of Governors is getting together. They're going to vote on what we're going to do about this name, image, and likeness rule. January 2021 comes around, and they say, no, we're actually going to defer the vote to June. And a lot of people are like, why? This is something that needs to change. Athletes should be able to have the same rights that every other person, especially celebrity-level person, is allowed to have. We really need the NCAA to do something about this. Um, but they stalled. We found out later it's because they have been locked in this long, ongoing litigation with a college athlete who basically challenged the NCAA's rules regarding all education-related benefits. So not just the name, image, and likeness rules, but also things like whether athletes can be paid to make an appearance at an event whether schools can give scholarships and provide other kinds of amenities to students, um, all sorts of rules. The NCAA basically said, schools, you're not allowed to do this because we want to preserve the amateurism of the college athlete. If they start getting paid, then we don't really have amateurs anymore and people want amateurs in college sports, right? That was the NCAA's logic. Lawsuit comes along, it works its way up through the courts. And then at the very end of June, of this year, Supreme Court comes out with a rare nine to zero unanimous decision against the NCAA. And they say, all of your rules restricting colleges from issuing education related benefits to your athletes, those are actually a violation of antitrust law, which is federal law that is specifically intended to allow for more competition in the marketplace the theory being that more competition creates better scenarios for not only the consumers, but also for the people who are participating in that system. 
the most significant takeaway from the Supreme Court case, aside from the fact that it was a unanimous decision, is also a very powerful statement from Justice Kavanaugh's concurrence, where he essentially said that if this kind of restriction were in place in any other industry, it would be plainly illegal. So why are we allowing the NCAA to do this? And I won't read off his quote, but he talks about some other examples that we would never allow the restaurant industry to intentionally underpay the cooks in the kitchen because people like the experience of eating amateur cooked food. We don't allow law firms to restrict what kinds of fees attorneys can charge because the general public wants more amateur level legal work being done. It's just really he exposed the fact that the NCAA's argument is bogus. I think he really hit the nail on the head with his concurrence. And it really just speaks to the fact that, like, why have we let them get away with this for so long? It brings to light the the fact that the NCAA, putting this into perspective, the NCAA really is a nonprofit organization. And we're allowing them to be a nonprofit organization but act in the way that these other corporate companies act, but also skirt the regulations and the rules by which these corporations operate. Yeah. So name, image, and likeness rules are just one piece of the overall education-related benefits. And so with the NCAA getting handed this resounding loss at the Supreme Court, they basically said, all right, we need to back away from this we're not going to be able to enforce a name, image, and likeness rule anyway. And so on June 30th, the NCAA issues a statement saying, we're going to leave this name, image, and likeness stuff up to the schools. So they finally backed down without any kind of formal vote that we had been expecting back in January. The other thing that's interesting is that in that interim, throughout sort of the end of last year and the beginning of this year, Various states around the country, including all of the SEC states except for Louisiana, um, Arizona, California, a, a number of states, I think we're at over 20 states that have passed state-level name, image, and likeness laws for college athletes. They're basically saying, we can step in as a sovereign government here to create this right of college athletes to use their name, image, and likeness. And because the NCAA is not a government body, their rules are going to be superseded by our state legislation. So the NCAA knew this was coming. They also knew that the Supreme Court decision was going to happen sometime in June. And so then June 30th is when it all sort of falls apart. But what's also interesting is that a number of these states, their state level name, image, and likeness rules went into effect on July 1st. And so they knew they needed to get in front of that to, to try to minimize how much confusion there was. Since that time, now we have sort of these floodgates open and college athletes are now legally allowed to profit from their name, image, and likeness. Yeah, and with that floodgate opening, it has been, it has been phenomenal, the kinds of deals and just how quickly uh, all of these athletes have taken uh, just a hold of this ability to do this. And I want to point out one of the things that really like spoke to me as a former D1 AA football player is that like, for me, I was a walk-on non-scholarship player. And I think that this 
opens the door for athletes like myself who were non-scholarship, who were playing the game that they loved at a higher level than they were in high school because they really loved playing this game. This is going to open the door for them to be able to financially sustain themselves while they're, while they're, they're in school, unlike scholarship players who are on scholarship and having their education paid for some in full, some in part, some less than in part. But for those who are not having their education paid for at all by scholarship or by an institution or by a third party, this is really going to open the door for them to be able to pursue education, not only in, in the immediate undergrad, but also in postgraduate studies and being able to look forward in their careers. Cause it, like myself, there are some kids that knew this is my chance to play my sport at a high level. I'm not going pro. I have no dreams of going pro, but I do want to play my sport and I also want to get my education. And in some cases people have to choose between that because it is a financial, it's a financial decision to be able to do that. And this is going to open the door for a lot of people, but I wanted to kind of point out some of the NIL deals that have hit the web since this has all happened and they're huge. And one of the first and biggest ones that I've seen is Hersey Miller, Master P's son, uh, who is <laughs> he is committed to Tennessee, and he just signed a two million dollar deal with uh, Web Apps, Web Apps America, uh, and that's before he's even gotten to Tennessee. So that's number one. This is going to trickle down from uh, just college players down to high school players who are going to be making decisions on where they go to school based on how they will be able to best capitalize on their name, image, and likeness going into school. So it's not going to be just a sports decision, but it's also going to be a business decision on their part on like, where can I put myself in the best position to make the most on my name, image, and likeness when I go to school? There's also Jordan Bohannon. He's an Iowa basketball player. Uh, he did a he went to a fireworks at Boomin Iowa Fireworks. He went in, he was signing autographs, and for every ten dollars you spent in the store, you were entered into a um into a draft where you could win some of his sneakers. Who else? We got Jaquincy Kool-Aid McKinster. He is an Alabama defensive back uh who will begin selling a NFT, a non-fungible token, which we talk about on here all the time, a non-fungible token. Uh, the, the bidding is going to start at $750 um, on Skybox Sports. It's going to include some of his personal tickets to home Alabama games. So now we're seeing the emergence of like this new decision by the uh, Supreme Court clashing with this new technology, NFTs, that we've been talking so much about. And that's, that's only going to get bigger and better. Uh, down in Louisiana, Derek Stingley. He's uh, Derek Stingley Jr. He plays for LSU. Uh, he's a defensive back. He's going to uh, announce an endorsement deal soon with uh, Walk-Ons. It's one of our local chains down here. Uh, Drew Brees actually owns one downtown, so good for him. Another LSU uh, player, Miles Brennan, the quarterback. Uh, he just signed a deal with uh, Smoothie King and Small Sliders. Uh, so Smoothie King is a big deal. Who else we got? We got, oh, uh, I was on TikTok the other day and I saw uh, the president CEO of Barstool Sports. I don't know if you saw this, Max, but the president and CEO of Barstool Sports, he basically got on TikTok and was like, look, if you're an athlete 
and you want to be a barstool athlete, just DM me and consider yourself having a sponsor. So he's gotten like thousands and thousands, tens and tens and tens of thousands of uh, athletes who have sent him um, DMs trying to be barstool athletes. And now he set up barstool athletics. And now he's, I promise you, I'm calling it now, he's going to become one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest athletic agencies uh, in the country, just based on him jumping on this and 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 being ahead of this and getting out there and telling kids to like come here, we'll we'll take you, whatever you need, we'll get send you free food, we'll give you free tickets and stuff, we'll give you free whatever you need, clothes, all that kind of stuff. So he's getting ahead on that. Um, let's see who else. There's like a whole list of people, some really good ones. Um, oh, online gaming. There's like 4,000 athletes who have partnered with Yoke Gaming. It's an app that allows fans to pay to play video games with college and professional athletes. So they are now teaming up with thousands of college athletes on this gaming platform and paying them essentially to get on and play video games with fans which is a great idea i don't know why i wish i had come up with this idea because it is a fantastic (laughs) idea um bo nix the auburn football player uh he just signed a deal with uh milo's sweet tea it's a uh, it's a tea chain down in alabama which is great for him so we're just we're really seeing athletes take a hold of this quickly and we're seeing brands of all sizes capitalize on the opportunity of getting out there. And I can only, I can only imagine like how creative brands are going to get, how creative uh, athletes are going to get with this kind of stuff going down the road. And I'm, I'm really excited for the future. I don't know about you, Max, but like, I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I I did see some headlines, you know, right when uh, the state laws started going into effect, people commenting, uh, you know, sports commentators and whatnot saying, it's going to be absolute chaos because every state has different rules and all of that. And, you know, there may be some validity to the fact that each state's laws are going to be different from one another. But I don't know that we're going to see, you know, chaos in a, in a negative sense. There just will be a different specifics of how athletes have to deal with those things. But, you know, we have different laws at the state level across all other areas and people who live in a given state don't really worry too much about what's going on in a, in a state that's, you know, five states away, a thousand miles away or whatever, right? Like it usually doesn't matter that much. Um, but I guess what yep. is going to be interesting to see is, does the game change, right? Like do this, do the sports competitions themselves change in any way because these athletes now are able to monetize their own image and likeness? I would think probably not, but we already know especially down in the SEC, that college athletes are often bigger heroes than professional athletes are. So why should they Definitely. not be able to partner with a local chain, partner with a local restaurant, and, and capitalize off of an image that other people were already capitalizing off of, right? right? So it's really just about making sure that the individual people whose labor is being used here is actually compensated properly. Right, right? and I, I think you brought up a so good point, like it's... the fact that people are already capitalizing on this for instance college football by itself brings in like four point something billion dollars in annual revenue by itself 
that's not counting March Madness. March Madness brings in $1.8 billion in annual revenue by itself. That's not counting all of the other sports of golf and volleyball and bowling and whatever other sports are out there, college football, uh, college sports are out there. Like you've got the top college football coaches making between six and $10 million a year. The president of NC of the NCAA makes $4 million a year. And you're telling me that the kids that are playing the sports that are, you are using to garner these massive broadcasting contracts these billion dollar massive contracts can't get a piece of that pie come on and you're right. telling me that it's going to it's going to change the game when we have professional athletes who have endorsement deals right. making millions of dollars they're getting paid you know millions of dollars just to go to practice and you think it's going to change the game come on right well and you know you may, you mentioned something that's that's worth uh, highlighting is we constantly talk about college athletes like they're kids, right? But they're not right. they're children. Not they are legally adults who are doing the job that benefits the university in a very significant financial way. So, in a massive you know, way. Yep. call it this preservation of the amateurism model, keep labeling them as kids, whatever. But the legal and business reality is that they are adults who are working for you. And honestly, this is a situation that's long overdue in terms of uh, have, rectifying the, the disparity in where the money flows. Yeah, I mean, in most, in most states, when you are 18, you are legally allowed to enter into a contract. So who is the NCAA to say that you are not able to do that? When the law says you're an adult, you're 18, go for it. Enter into a contract. Contract out. Do what you want. Right. So, but we're going to keep up on this. Uh, we're going to see what kind of deals come out of this, what other uh, what other decisions come down from high courts. Because keep in mind, this was only, this was not directly addressing image and likeness. This was only talking about antitrust. This wasn't talking about image and likeness. So if we get a decision that directly talks about image and likeness it could this is only cracking the door open i can only imagine when that door is re, is just like bust wide open what the what the future is going to hold but yeah i'm i'm sure there's going to be something that comes up once there's a dispute or a breach of contract and then it'll raise all these questions about the validity of the state level laws and the interplay between that and the ncaa rules there will be more court cases that touch on this issue for sure oh yeah definitely but we're gonna keep on top of it uh thanks for listening to and watching us here on law in the limelight we're gonna keep on top of this and all of the other cases that we cover we'll see you guys next time i'm winton yates i'm max Haas. we'll see you next time one of our rules is telling you about the other rules first thing you should know Nothing we say here is legal advice And you shouldn't take it as legal advice We'll be giving our personal thoughts and opinions On various entertainment industry issues And we hope that it's informative And maybe even educational for you But if you have a specific legal issue 
then I recommend contact attorney directly and set up a consultation where they can give you legal advice. And the second thing you should know, even though we all work for the same firm, it doesn't mean that we all speak on behalf of our whole firm. Views and opinions expressed are solely our own. Final words of warning depends on what state you're in. While you're watching or listening, be aware that law in the limelight may be considered attorney advertising. And that's all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed listening. So without further ado, please enjoy. Enjoy, law in the limelight, law in the limelight, please enjoy, please enjoy, law in the limelight.